Hi, family. I'm so glad you're joining us tonight for our midweek service, and um, we're going to have a wonderful time looking in the Scriptures this evening. There's so much for us to learn and to hear from the Word of the Lord tonight about what, how Jesus heals us today. We're in a series. If you missed the first two messages, not to worry. You can go back and listen to them, but uh, you can just pick up right where we're at tonight and go back later and listen to those two other messages. Tonight's message is not dependent upon the first two, but I wanted to give you kind of a foundation from the book of Genesis and then some other passages we looked at on how healing was first announced in the Scriptures, and we've also looked in the book of Exodus. So tonight we're going to look at how Jesus heals us today, but before we do, I want to pray and I want to ask God just to give us wisdom as we look to His Word tonight and we study together. And I know some of you, and I hope that you'll share this online tonight. I hope you'll just click that button on Facebook, and if you can do that on YouTube, uh, that you'll share it with others to, to watch. And Because if you're not sick now, or if you don't have anyone in your family sick right now, there are people that will be sick, or you'll probably face it sometime where you need to know what the Bible says about this subject. Especially, especially when people who don't believe in healing tell you that, you know, God doesn't do that today. And I kind of find it curious, the people who say that God doesn't do that today, they say that because they never pray for people to be healed or they never see people healed. And those of us that have been there and seen that or maybe experienced healing for ourselves, I'm real fond of saying it's hard to argue with a man who's had an experience. So tonight, let's go to the Lord in prayer this evening. Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die for our sins. Thank you that upon the cross, Lord, you purchased our healing. You purchased forgiveness of our sins. Lord, you gave us a new life. And as we've looked at that, tonight we just ask you to give us discernment and help us as we read together and go to your word together to understand how you heal people today, just like you did in the days of the Bible. For it's in Christ's name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Well, I'm glad you're with me. If you haven't, then uh, let me remind you tonight that you can go online or at www.woodland.church, click the word give for your tithes, your offerings, and your missions. As a matter of fact, we're right now focusing on trying to raise some funds to help with India for the feeding of the hungry of people who do not have enough food because of what's going on with the COVID crisis. For $20, we can provide a family with a week's worth of food. Imagine that, feeding your whole family for a week. And so if you'd like to help sponsor a family, just please go online. And, and if you'll just give that and in the memo line, put India, we'll be sure that that gets right there to our missionaries who are sponsoring that. And you can tithe as well and bring to the Lord your tithes and offerings. You can also just uh, text to give. That's how I give. It's so easy and so convenient and safe. 77977, keyword Woodland Church. And if you'll do that, I would be very, very grateful. Well, if you've got your Bibles or if you've downloaded the app, follow along with me tonight and let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 8 and verse 14. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. Well, that evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus and he cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick. Look at that. He healed all the sick. 
This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said, he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Would you underline that phrase in your Bible if you're using a, 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 an old-fashioned paper Bible like I use a lot? If not, if you can underline it in your app, this fulfilled the word of the Lord. In other words, one of the things that had been prophesied about the Messiah was he not only would save us from our sins, but he would heal us from our sicknesses as well. And if you've been watching The Chosen that um, we gave all of the little uh, how to watch it in the Easter bags that we gave away to the families in our congregation, but if not, just go to, uh, to the Apple Store, the Google Play Store, and download The Chosen app, and you can be watching those or watch them on YouTube, on your, uh, your television at home. But you probably have already seen the, the, the retelling of the story of Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law from a fever. I love the fact that it's, it's not screaming, it's not shouting. It's interesting how some people just feel like, you know, you, to, to receive something from God, you've, you've got to shout or push somebody down or blow it. No dramatics. Jesus just simply healed them. And the Bible says, this fulfilled the word of the Lord. Now look with me as well at Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And at home, would you just say that out loud with me right now? And if you're listening via audio in your car and you're driving home from work, say it out loud with me right now. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, one of the things that I really want is I want us as adults in our congregation, I want us teaching our children that the Lord heals. One of the reasons that I enjoy sharing my own story of growing up disabled and what God did for me, one of the reasons I enjoy sharing that is I love to be able to tell children how God touched me and how God healed me. Today, I prayed already with a number of people who needed a touch of healing in their bodies. Today, I've taught with children about the, how Jesus heals us today. So for me, this is an everyday part of life of just having the opportunity to tell them because your children, especially in those first few years of their life, they need, you to, hear, they need to hear you praying for the sick that they will recover. They need to hear you praying for grandma and grandpa, maybe praying for one another in the family. And if they're sick, for you to kneel down by their bed and lay your hands upon them and pray for them. You say, Pastor, can I do that? Absolutely, every believer can do that and pray in the name of Jesus. Well, how does God heal us? Well, first of all, God heals us in different ways according to the need. God heals us in different ways according to the need. It's interesting to me in the Bible, all of the various ways that God touched and healed people. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see all of these different methods and ways that God healed. But one of the ways that God heals us is by natural methods. I mean, when you think about how God created the body to heal. I mean, God gave our bodies this amazing ability just to, to, to begin to recover from a sickness or from a virus or for a germ. And the second way that God heals us is by medical methods as well. A doctor operates or treats us with medicine, and, and then the body begins to heal and to recover. I can't tell you how many doctors have told me through the years, you know, we can treat a disease, we can do a surgery, but it's God, we don't understand how, but it's God who gives the body the ability to heal. Now, that's important. 
God made the body with unique properties and unique abilities to begin to heal from, a, say, a cut on your hand, or say, if the doctors had to put stitches in you, and you, you recover and you heal from that as well. But then God also touches and heals us when we pray for one another. He, pray, he touches us and, and answers our prayers as we pray for healing. So he heals by natural methods, he heals by medical methods, and he heals by prayer. Now, it's really important that you hear what I'm going to say. I get so agitated when I hear some super spiritual people say, you know, it's a lack of faith if you go to a doctor. That is foolishness. That is wrong. That is presumptive. And I just, you know, there are other words I'd like to use, but I want to be kind because I know that there are some people who've been sincerely taught that, but nothing could be further from the truth. And the fact that you've been taught that is wrong. Many people have died because they haven't gone to a doctor. God uses doctors and God uses medicine. Anything, as we talked about last week, anything that combats sickness, anything that combats death, these are the things the devil brought into the world. And so I thank God for doctors and I thank God for nurses. But listen to me. Before I go to a doctor, for myself, for my wife, for my children, before I go to a doctor, I pray. Before I take medication, I pray because I want my first response to always be to go to the Lord in prayer. Now, I pray, but I take the medicine as well. I pray, and I go to the doctor as well. Those two things don't cancel one another out. They, they don't mean that I do not have faith. But what I'm doing is I know that God heals by natural methods. I know that God heals by medical methods. But I also know that God heals according to prayer. And more than once, more than a couple of times in my life, I have had doctors to tell me there's no hope, there's nothing we can do, and people have prayed. Let me just go back. I know I've told you lots of stories about God's healing in my life. But years and years ago when I was in Macon, Georgia, I had the privilege of being able to take to dinner some elderly people that I remember who prayed for me and loved me. And as we had dinner together and we talked and they told me their memories of coming to see me in the hospital from the months I would spend in the hospital and how they prayed for me at church. And we relived those stories. It did something for my faith. They were a part of God's story in my life, and I am absolutely convinced I would not be standing here preaching to you tonight if it hadn't have been that as a child, my parents not only believed in the natural methods, but they believed in the medical methods, and they believed in prayer, and there were people who agreed in prayer. I'll tell you a little funny aside. Some of those elderly people came to, to, to the church where I was speaking at, and that night after I got done speaking, I felt like I'd really done a great job. We had a good time of prayer. That night, one of those ladies came up to me and she said, you know, I remember when I used to babysit you. What a humbling experience of how this lady had been a part of healing me by praying for me. And here I was able to preach the gospel and for her to be there and to be a part of that that night. So families, teach your children that Jesus still heals. So the second thing we want to look at tonight is that Jesus does heal. Now look at this passage of scripture with me. It doesn't take long to write down the word heals, and I've got a lot I want to share with you tonight. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee. He's teaching in the synagogues, and he's announcing the good news about the kingdom of heaven. What's the good news? 
that Christ had come into the world to save us from our sins, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. Circle that phrase, every kind. There's not a cancer. There's not an undiagnosed disease that God is not able to heal. He healed every kind of disease and illness, and news about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or their disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Notice that. Jesus healed them all. And in your outline, I just give you a, a slew of other scriptures. There are many, many more than this, but examples of Jesus having healed people. And you can look at those later. But what I want you to see is, is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's say it again out loud. I asked you to say it earlier. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you say, Pastor Clanton, how is he the same? He's the same by never changing. What Jesus did, who Jesus was, he still is today. He was compassionate. He was forgiving. He was healing. He was all-powerful. The devil was no match for him. The Pharisees were no match for him. The Sadducees were no match for him. The powers of hell were no match for Jesus. And whenever Jesus met hunger, he fed people. Whenever Jesus met death, he raised people from the dead. And when Jesus met sickness, he touched people and he healed them. And so I want you to see that Jesus is the same by never changing. But secondly, he is the same because he keeps God's promise to us. He's the same because he keeps the promise of God. The Messiah, the Messiah had been prophesied in the Old Testament that he would come and he would not only forgive people of their sins, but he would heal people from their sicknesses. And the Bible records so many times of how that when Jesus was passing through a crowd, that people would reach out to Jesus and they would touch him. They would grab him. Remember the story of the woman who, who touched the hem of his garment. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. And so she reached out and she touched Jesus' garment and suddenly power flowed out of Jesus into her body. She didn't asked for anything. She didn't say anything. Jesus didn't even touch her. But when she touched Jesus, power flowed out from him. It's kind of like these uh, new water faucets that they have where you walk up and you put your hand under the water faucet and automatically the water comes on. You never have to touch a handle. You never have to touch anything, but the water begins to flow. You walk up to a dispenser and it, it dispenses sanitizer into your hand. It's, it's kind of like that when you touch Jesus, healing power and virtue flows out to him. And so a lot of times I'm convinced that the reason some people aren't healed is they're trusting the natural methods or they're trusting the medical methods, but they fail to reach out and touch the Lord. When we combine those three things and we say, God, however you want to do it, through medicine or through a miracle, there is nothing impossible with God. But there's a third thing. God uses people. And the reason I'm asking you to teach your children and to pray for your children and pray for one another to be healed 
It's because God will use your faith, God will use you in praying for other people to see them healed. So never, never, never make the mistake of thinking, oh, the pastor needs to pray, or one of the elders need to pray, or we need to go to a, quote, healing evangelist. Understand this, all of us in the, in the New Testament, all of us can go and pray for one another. Here's how we're healed, and this is important. And boy, time is getting away from me so quickly, so track with me here. We are healed by the power of God. We are healed by the power of God. Now, that's important because a lot of times I think people think we're healed by faith. I don't like that expression, faith healing. In the 20-something years that I've been pastor here at Woodland Church, never one time have I talked about faith healing. In all the years that I traveled, I never talked one time about faith healing. In the years that I pastored, I didn't talk about faith healing. Faith is not what heals you. It's the power of God that heals you. Look at this next verse in Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. The power of the Lord was present for Jesus to heal the sick. The power of the Lord, underline that tonight. The power of the Lord was present for Jesus to heal the sick. Faith receives Power, God's power heals. Now, that's an important distinction. I want you to, to get this. Faith receives, but it's the power of God that heals. That's the reason that the, in the assemblies of God, we use this, this term divine healing. It's because God is the one that heals. Let me see if I can illustrate it like this. This is fun. Sunday was Mother's Day. So after church, we all went home. We had a nice dinner at home for my wife. And uh, our kids that, that are, live away from home, they had sent their presents to their mom. And then we had the presents for Becky there at the house. And so after we had dinner, all the presents came out. And I wish you could have seen my wife's face. She lit up. She, she took those presents. She began opening them up. She began expressing her thanks. And I just loved the smile on her face. But she didn't sit there at the table going, oh, if I can just believe I can have those gifts. Oh, if I can just believe hard enough, these gifts will be mine. No, she, she trusted us. She eagerly received the gifts that we had for her. Now, over to my left is a cross on our platform. And the Bible says, cursed is he who hangs on a tree. Jesus took our sins to the tree of Calvary and died for us at Calvary. Jesus paid the price for our sins. Now, let me take you to another tree in our family that goes up once a year. It's called a Christmas tree. It's, it's what we put up. It reminds us of eternal life, the evergreen tree. The lights upon the tree remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. And we have all these little family Christmas ornaments that we put up that have memories for us. And many of them have spiritual significance for us because of the stories that pass through those. But on Christmas morning, when our children would come downstairs, they never stood at the doorway of the family room and went, oh, there's such beautiful gifts. Oh, if mom and dad, I'm trying to believe. Oh, mom and dad, I, I want to believe. They never looked at me and said, oh, daddy, help my unbelief so that I can go open my gifts. 
They ran charging in, full steam ahead, grabbed those gifts, ripping the paper off of it, opening up the packages. You see, faith trusted us that there was going to be gifts under the tree. My wife knew Mother's Day there was going to be gifts under the tree. You and I need to come to the place where we understand that we're not coming to a Christmas tree, but we're coming to a tree called Calvary where Jesus took our sins and our sicknesses and he bore them away and God has healing for us. So faith is not trying to receive from God. Faith is believing God, trusting God, and then faith receives what God provided for us when he suffered for us at Calvary. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. Christ Jesus paid that debt and took my sins and my sicknesses away. I want you to listen to what Puritan pastor Richard Sibbs said back in the 1500s, 1600s. This is so powerful. God offers, so faith receives. But God offers himself in particular to the believing soul by his spirit. Therefore, our faith must be particular. In other words, we must put our trust in Jesus. That which the sacrament seal, communion, water baptism, that the sacrament which the sacrament seals is a peculiar interest. And that word peculiar there would be treasured. It's a peculiar interest in Christ. It doesn't mean it's weird. It's a treasured. If you remember the old King James Version would use the phrase, we're a peculiar people. That word literally means treasured, but it's how they used the word peculiar in those days. That which the sacrament seals is a treasured interest in Christ. This is that which hath always upheld the saints of God and that which is ever joined with the life of Christ in us. The life that I live, says Paul, is by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, and then Sib says this, the spirit of faith is the spirit of application or the spirit of receiving what Christ has offered for us. So how does God heal? He heals today by natural methods. He heals today by medical methods. He heals by prayer. How do we receive? We just simply trust God and receive what God has given us. Faith receives but it's the power of God that heals. I don't heal people. And there have been many people that I've prayed for that I've seen healed. There have been some people that i prayed for that I haven't seen healed, and later they would be healed. There have been some people i prayed for that have, you know, went on and went to heaven, but that doesn't mean that I don't continue praying for people. Like I told you today, I, I'm praying for people today. I trust the timing of God, and that's where I'm leading here. I trust the timing of God. Sometimes there are reasons that people aren't healed instantly. God is building character and God is building faith in us. So when we pray for you or when you pray for yourself or you pray for someone else, and if they're not healed right away, don't give up. Don't stop asking. You know, let me come back to the methods. If the natural method doesn't work, then I go to see the doctor. And if the doctor's first uh, treatment doesn't work. I go back for a second treatment. You see, we keep praying until the miracle manifests itself in our life. Let's look at our growth work tonight because I want you to really get this. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. 
You can ask for anything in my name, and I'll do it. You can ask for anything in my name, and I'll do it. Look at that again. You can ask for anything in my name, and I'll do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. First of all, what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? That's how we're supposed to pray. What does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? It means to pray with the authority of Jesus. It's to pray. Jesus has told us we can pray in his name. I've, let me see. I don't. I thought I might have a credit card in my pocket. If I gave, you my, I gave my credit card to somebody to use yesterday to pick up something for the church, and I said, here, take my credit card and go get this. They had the authority to buy on my name what we needed here at the church. That's what prayer is when we come to Jesus. We're not coming based on our merits. We're not coming based on what we did. Jesus paid for it all at Calvary. Jesus paid for it all there on the tree. My children did not merit mother's, excuse me, Christmas gifts under the tree. You might make a good argument that Becky merited much more than we could give her on Mother's Day, but it wasn't about merit of the gifts that we gave her. It was because we loved her. And what we receive when we pray in Jesus' name is upon the authority of the name of Jesus and because God loves you. You will never earn. I will never earn anything. The second thing I want to say about that is this. Jesus is not jealous. Jesus says, greater things are you going to do. I believe that. Now, I would never stand up and say, I've done anything greater than Jesus has done. I don't believe I have with everything within me, but I pray to. I tell you, that's been one of my favorite prayers throughout my lifetime. I says, Lord, you said that we would do even greater things. Bring me to that place. Bring me to that opportunity where I'm able to do something, Lord, in your name for your glory that will bring glory to you and bring life and health to other people, that will bring freedom to other people, that will bring kindness to other people, that will bring deliverance to other people, whatever it is. You say, Pastor, I know you've seen healings, but have you seen people that were oppressed of the devil delivered? Absolutely. Have you seen people who, <clears throat> who, who didn't have a home get a home? Yes, absolutely. We were telling our children last night about a couple we met and led to the Lord that were, were homeless, and today they have a home, and they're gainfully employed. They had nothing, but they gave their hearts to Jesus, and Jesus turned their lives around. Nothing is impossible with God. So pray in the name and the authority of Jesus, not trusting that you've got to build it up, pump it up, or on your own merit. Jesus still heals the same way he did in days gone by. A centurion came to him and says, Lord, heal my servant. And Jesus wants us to come in the same way. The second thing is receive communion. I'm going to tell you if COVID has taught me anything, I have always loved communion. I've always wanted to take it more often than once a month, but that's just the tradition that I grew up in. It's the tradition of all the churches that I've ever served in. But when COVID started, there was something that quickened in my spirit. I believe that was the Lord speaking to me and says, I want you to begin taking communion with the congregation every week. We distributed communion to people's houses. And what, what drove that home in my heart was, if partaking of communion unworthily caused many people to be sick, if partaking communion unworthily caused some people to die prematurely, then what did it mean for us to remember the Lord's body and remember the Lord's suffering for us and his resurrection and the promise that he was going to come again? So I know many churches take communion every week, but for us it was a step forward 
And I believe with all of my heart that one of the reasons that our church did not suffer any worse in the COVID crisis than what we did, I, our, our ministries expanded, our missions expanded. We have people from other states who worship with us every single Sunday. That would have never happened if it hadn't been for COVID. You know, God brought good out of that. There's been a lot of harm that's came out of it. But there's, God brings what the enemy means for evil, God means for good. And I just never, ever have doubted that he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. And Christ has conquered COVID. Somebody say, come on, victory out there in your home tonight. He's conquered COVID. And then the third thing I'd say is ask for prayer. The book of James is so clear. If any of you are sick or, you know, ask for the elders of the church. Let them anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith over you. I am so glad I'll say it again as I get ready to pray for you. I am so glad that as a child that my parents had faith in Jesus. And though I was born disabled and though I fought a lot of battles, I'm telling you I am alive and I'm preaching the gospel tonight because of a group of people in a congregation that would not let go of God until I was healed. And friends, I want you to know your children need to know that. Your babies need to be growing up in your home. I want my grandchildren to know that God heals. I delight in telling them. This week I had the occasion to talk to someone and they were just stunned when they found out. They said, you were disabled? And I said, well, I think technically I'm still listed as disabled, but the Lord has touched and healed. Friends, God will use you. Don't ever doubt for a moment. He is the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. And it grieves me. It hurts inside when I hear people saying that Jesus doesn't heal today. Those are precious people. I love them. But they would never say Jesus doesn't save today. They would never say that Jesus doesn't answer prayer today. And why they limit themselves and they limit others by saying, Jesus doesn't heal today. Oh, friends, it was one of the ways that the Bible days, they knew the Messiah had come because he healed them all. Reach out, touch the Lord tonight, and let God's amazing power flow through you for yourself and for other people as well. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Lord, I want more than anything else in this world for your name to be lifted up and for your name to be glorified. Father, I want from this rising of the sun to the going down of the same for the name of the Lord to be praised. And there may be some watching this evening that, Father, they're sick. Maybe they're home with COVID or maybe, Lord, they're suffering and hurting tonight. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus would you lay your hand upon them? Would you speak the word of healing over them? And would you make them well in Jesus' holy name? And Father, I pray for those that may be struggling with this whole idea. Does God really heal today? May they carefully listen to the first two messages. May they carefully, Lord, go back over the notes from tonight's message. And Father, may they just simply go to you in prayer and say, Lord, help me to put my faith in you, that your power is always present and ready to heal. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ I ask. 
Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much for watching tonight. I hope that you'll go back when this is posted and you'll listen to it again and maybe listen to this message two or three times. I will be speaking about this subject again next week, and I can't wait to share it with you. Please remember, you can tithe or give your offerings at www.woodland.church, or you can text 77977 to give. And if you need prayer, don't hesitate to Text me or email me, and I promise you I'll be praying for you. God bless you. Good night.